Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We're back in the book of Second Chronicles. We're putting in at chapter 15. We've got a new king on the throne, King Asa, in the southern kingdom of Judah. He's trying to make some religious uh, reforms. Um, so he is um, trying to, you know, pick up where, um, you know, his his daddy uh, left off. Um, his uh, 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 daddy... Uh, Rehoboam. So King Asa now is uh, taking over. He's trying to make some some real reforms here in the land. Verse 13, but whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether young or old, man or woman. So he's pretty serious about making some religious reforms, isn't he? Verse 14, they swore an oath to the Lord with a loud voice, with shouting and trumpets, with horns, and all Judah rejoiced over the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire, and he, and he was found by them, and the Lord gave them rest from all around. So in other words, just like us, we really start out with good intentions, don't we? And just like Asa, he starts out with good intentions. Verse 16, even Maccah, his mother, uh, King Asa removed from being queen mother because she had made a detestable image for Asherah. Asa cut down her image, crushed it, burned it at the brook of at the at uh, the brook Kidron. Verse seven. So he even removes his own mother from being queen mother because she's worshiping idols. He's cleaning house. Verse 17, But the high places were not taken out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was wholly true all his days. And he, uh, So he was trying to clean house, but he, you know, he didn't clean house altogether. He left some places. And sometimes like us, we're, you know, we're really gung-ho. We're going to make some revival in our own hearts. We're going to change our ways. But... Sometimes we we don't change all the ways. We leave a few things in place. Verse chapter 16 now, in the 36th year of the reign of Asa, we got Basha, king of Israel, up north now in the northern kingdom, went up against Judah and built Ramah that he might permit no one to go um, out or come in 
to Asa, king of Judah. So this town called Ramah is a little bit north of Jerusalem. So they, uh, my study Bible says this king Basha is attempting to restrict the people to go in and out of Judah by moving the border down to Ramah. And rather, so so he's now, they're now trying to restrict, you know, like people going in and out of Jerusalem to worship and all this other stuff. So what does King Asa do? He, he ends up, we're going to see, he bribes Ben-Hadad of Syria to attack the northern border of Israel. And then that would force Basha to withdraw from Ramah. And then once Basha withdraws from Ramah, um, Asa carried away all the building supplies of Ramah and used them to fortify some of his cities. Okay, so jumping in. Uh, verse 2 of chapter 16, Then Asa took silver and gold from treasures of the house of the Lord to the king's house and sent them to Ben-Hadad of Syria, who lived in Damascus, saying, There's a covenant between me and you, as there was between my father your father. Behold, I'm sending you silver and gold. Go, break your covenant with Basha, king of Israel, that he may withdraw from me. And Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa, sent the commanders of his army against the cities of Israel, and they conquered a whole bunch of towns. And when Basha heard of it, he stopped the building in Ramah, let his work cease. Verse 6, Then King Asa took all Judah, they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber, and then he built up Geba and Mitzvah. Verse 7, At the time we got uh, Hanani, the seer, He's a prophet, came to Asa and told him, quote, Because you relied on the king of Syria and did not rely on the Lord your God, the army uh, of the king of Syria has escaped you. Verse 8, Were not the Ethiopians and the Libyans a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet, because you relied on the Lord, he gave them into your hands. Verse 9, I love this verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless. And as the New King James says, whose hearts are loyal to him, toward him. Isn't that amazing? God is looking for hearts that are loyal to him so that he can give support to those. Okay, so uh, this uh, prophet Hanani is laying it on Asa. Like, you trusted God, but you didn't trust him with this. How, how often do we not trust God with the things in our life? And we try to manipulate other people rather than letting God do the work for us. God is looking to and fro to be able to strengthen and support those so, verse 10, then Asa was angry. Oh, and then, and then Hanai says, you've done foolishly in this, and from now on you will have wars. Okay, so what's Asa do? He was angry He uh, with the seer, with the prophet, and put him in the stocks in prison. My study Bible says this is the first instance of a king of, of uh, the Israel um, putting a prophet in prison, punishing a prophet for his prophecy. So he put him in stocks, and Asa inflicted cruelties upon some of the people at the same time. So Asa's heart's not 
where it needs to be, is it? Verse 11, the acts of Asa from the first to the last are written in the book of Kings. In other words, you can go read about all the stuff from the human perspective in the book of Kings, but this is from God's perspective. In the 39th year, reign of Asa was diseased in his feet, and his disease became severe. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. And it's not to say that doctors are bad, but he just didn't seek God as well. And Asa slept with his fathers, dying in the 41st year of his reign, and they burned him in the tomb that he had cut for himself in the city of David, and they laid on him a briar that had been filled with various kinds of spices prepared by the perfumer's art, and they made a very great fire in his honor. In his honor. Okay, now we come to chapter 17. Asa's son Jehoshaphat reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. Verse 2, he placed forces in all the fortified cities of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim that Asa his father had captured. Verse 3, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the earlier ways of his father David. He did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the practices of Israel. Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. Look how God is ready to support those who are seeking him. And all Judah brought tribute to Jehoshaphat, and he had great riches and honor. Verse 6, and his heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord, and furthermore, he took the high places and the ashram out of Judah. He got rid of these high places that Asa, his father, had left. So, we'll drop down to verse 9. This is our last verse of this study. And they taught in Judah having the book of the law of the Lord with them. And they went about through all the cities of Judah and taught among the people. So he brings out the Levites, as we see in verse 7 and 8, and he brings out these Levites, and he has them going around teaching the people the book of the law, God's word. McGee says he thinks this is the first through the Bible series that Jehoshaphat starts. He's systematically trying to teach the Word of God. J. Vernon McGee says the J is for Jehoshaphat. It's kind of f facetiously saying that. But, but this is how important teaching God's Word is. And God has it in Chronicles. And he says, this is good. So we see some good qualities in King Asa, but not all good. It's kind of a mixture, good and bad. Now we're seeing Jehoshaphat starting out and seeing what he's doing, and he's his heart is after God, and look how God is ready to support him. So we're going to stop here. God is ready to support you too, and he, and it shows us that his eyes are constantly looking through the whole earth on how to give strong support to those whose hearts are loyal to Him. What a convicting verse that is for, for me. So, 
For me to all of you, as always, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study in the book of Second Chronicles. And for now, we'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your study today. And as always, our prayers go up for, for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Second Chronicles, beginning at chapter 15, verse 13, all the way through to chapter 17, verses 1 through to verse 9. So, in our last study, we were talking about the revival that took place under the reign of Asa. So he led in the first revival. He was a man of great integrity and he brought back the word of God. But he always didn't actually continue in that direction. So, you know, a life of faith is a continuous life. You just can't do something today and say, okay, I am saved or accept um, the word of God and say you are saved and you turn back to your old habits. Um, faith is a way of life. You have to continue living by faith. So scripture reads verse 13 and I'll read verse 14 as well. And whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel was to be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Verse 14. Then they took an oath before the Lord with a loud voice with shouting and trumpets and ram's horns. So, you know, this was, yeah, it was quite harsh. But although it was um, harsh, you know, there was a ready response to it from the heart. You know, the people readily responded and accepted it from the heart. So Asa, the king, brought about many reforms at that particular time. Verse 15 goes on to read, And all Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with all their souls, and he was found by them, and the Lord gave them rest all around. So, you know, our whole thought um, in our last study, actually we did mention this, it was that if you seek the Lord, he will be found of you. So, you know, we are looking at different aspects and bridges. We actually looked at um, the different bridge or aspect to revival. And we had pointed out that the first bridge to actually cross is, that's the first that we talked about, um of a revival is to be knowledgeable of the word of God. So there must be an emphasis upon the word of God. And then the second aspect is um, actually scriptural separation. And we're going to see this, verse 16, it reads, Also he removed Makaya, 
no, sorry, let me just say that name again. Maaka, Maaka, yes, Maacha, Oka, no, it's actually Maacha. Okay, let me read that now. Also, he removed Maacha, the mother of Asa, the king, from being queen mother, because she had made an obscene image of Asherah, and Asa cut down her obscene image, then crushed and burned it by the brook Kidron. So like I said, the second aspect. So we looked at the first aspect is the, you know, the teaching, the knowledge of the word of God. So there must be an emphasis upon the word of God. That's the first step to revival. The second step is um, spiritual. It's actually scriptural separation. So here we have King Azar. You know, his own mother was actually engaged in idolatry. She wasn't a friend of people who were engaged in idolatry. But she was engaged, so he put her aside. So if she had actually uh, had friends engaged in idolatry, that's, that wouldn't have been um, any basis to actually set her aside, as this would not be scripture separation. So just because, you know, like if I give today's example, if I have friends who actually are doing, you know, things that are wrong, that does not separate me from God at all. That's not a basis, you know, for putting me aside um, as opposed to actually doing um, the wrong thing. Okay, so verse 17 goes on to read, But the high places were not removed from Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was loyal all his days. Okay, so... King Asa himself was actually separated unto God, but he permitted these high places so he could have removed them, but he didn't. And, um, you know, if we actually just consider it, um, like Dr. Jane McGee put it, I don't know if I'm going to put it right, where people tend to put all these rules and things that people actually have to follow to actually uh, be a part of their group or to actually be a part of their church or their circle. Um, it, you know, it's not supposed to be the case. Um, the revival actually starts within, with you and me. You know, we ought to look at our circle. Like, um, do I have the word of God? Am I separated unto Christ? myself like am i knowledgeable of the word of god do i put emphasis on it and how am i living my life um before actually um putting in all these rules that um do not save one unto christ so like if you look at asa in asa's case he um as scripture has said the heart of asa was loyal all his days so he was loyal and he had faith in um god okay so we get to chapter 16 and verse 1 chapter 16 reads in the 36th year of the reign of asa baasha king of israel came up against judah 
So, but Asher was the king of the northern kingdom. So he came against Judah, the southern kingdom, and built Ramah that he might let no one go to go or come to Asa, king of Judah. So here, Bahasha wanted to actually keep his people in his own kingdom, and he didn't want them to go down into Judah, where there was a revival going on. Okay, scripture goes on to read. Then Asa brought silver and gold from the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the king's house and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, who dwelt in Damascus, saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you silver and gold. Come break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. Verse 4, so Ben-Hadad heeded king Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. They attacked Ejon, Dan, Abel, Mayim, and all the storage cities of Naphtali. So here, um, King Asa went and sought for like an ally in Ben-Hadad, king of Assyria. Verse 6 goes on to read, Then King Asa took all Judah, and they carried away the stones and timber of Ramah, which Baasha had used for building. And with them he built Giba and Mizpah. So this is what happened. So when Israel became a very formidable enemy, that's the northern kingdom, um, he turned... So we have um, Asa. Asa actually turned to a former ally, which, um, you know, that they actually had had. That's um, Ben-Hadad as the king of Syria. So this indicated Asa's lack of faith. And God actually sent a prophet to Asa to actually rebuke him. If I drop down to verse 7, it goes on to read, And in the third year of his reign, he sent his leaders, Ben-Hadad, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathanael, and Micaiah, to teach in the cities of Judah. Verse 8, and then, and with them, I sent Levites. And with them, I sent. Oh, um. I actually am reading from the wrong chapter. Let me go back. Sorry, and it reads. And at that time, Hananiah the seer came to King Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, Because you have relied on the king of Syria and have 
not relied on the Lord your God. Therefore, the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. Verse 8, where the Ethiopians and the Lubim, not a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen, yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them to your hand. Verse 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong to be half of those whose heart is loyal to him in this you have done foolishly therefore now on you shall have wars so you know god actually judges asa here for lack of faith and the third aspect um, to revival, the third bridge that we have, you know, we have to actually have um, faith in God, not in man methods, not in a system, not in a church or an organization. We have to just have faith in God. So there was civil war between uh, Baasha, king of Israel, the Northern Kingdom. And he came up against Asa, and Asa turns to Ben Hadad. That's what happened, and of Syria, you know, a former ally. And now Hanan the seer, he reminded King Asa that, um, you know, there was evidence um, that God would actually deliver them. Actually, God had delivered them. The evidence was in. Uh, if I go back to verse. Eight, where he says were the Ethiopians and the Lubins not a huge army with very many chariots and horsemen yet because you relied on the Lord he delivered them into your hand so this evidence the Lord actually delivered them into um, their hands and at this moment there is a lack of faith in Asa so it's not only uh, one act of faith that uh, one act of faith that saves us um, justification by faith is the moment you actually put your trust in Christ in everything that you do um, you're actually saved and you are to live by faith like you know how it's actually talking about you know, faith is just not a one-self act so if we turn to Romans 1 16 it reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the new, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For it is, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So here, faith to faith, it actually means, um, you're saved by faith and you're to live by faith. So God's looking for a man and a woman today who will actually believe him. Uh, be that person today who believes in God on good solid testimony, not just being, you know, fanatical. Um, so without faith, it's actually impossible to please God. 
And if we look at Hebrews 12.1, it reads, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with abundance the race that is set before us okay so here the unbelief that they're talking about is sin so let us not only be saved by faith let us also live by faith okay verse 10 goes on to read then asa was angry with the seer and put him in prison for he was enraged at him because of his people at that time. So Asa would actually not accept that the rebuke that actually came from uh, uh, the rebuke that came from the seer. So he was upset and um, he did not accept this rebuke. And he did not, so he not only did not accept or believe it, he, the, 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 what the prophet had told him, meaning he also did not believe God either. So he had no real faith and dependence on God, living without um, God means spiritual death for us. Okay, verse 12 goes on to read, And in the 39 years of his reign, Asa became diseased in diseased rather in his feet and his um, malady was severe yet in his disease he did not seek the Lord but the physicians so Asa's disease became actually serious and there is you know there is actually nothing wrong in going to the doctor Asa went to the doctor but it's just as important, you know, going to the doctor is just as important as we also go to God. He's the great physician. When one gets sick, as it is to, you know, when one gets sick, one has to call the doctor. Go see the doctor is a rational thing to do. But also have to put your faith in God and also pray to God. Um, you know... Faith, um, we must have faith in God. That actually takes our problems. And um, it takes our problems, it takes our problems and difficulties into, if we actually take our problems and difficulties to the Lord he, and turn them over to him and accept well, whatever answer he gives us, he gives to us. So we ought to we ought to have faith in God and turn over our problems to Him. Verse thirteen goes on to read: So Asa rested with his fathers and died in the forty-first year of his reign. They buried him. Um, they buried him in his own tomb, which he had made for himself. In the city of David, and they laid him in the bed 
which was filled with spices and various ingredients prepared in a mixture of ointment. They made a very great burning for him. So they actually burnt a lot of candles for him. There was a a bunch of sorry, there was a touch, not punch, there was a touch of revival that happened during the reign of Asa. Okay, so now we get to chapter seventeen. And in chapter seventeen we have the second great revival period, which was actually much greater than the revival of Asa. So we have the son of Asa, Je- Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat rather. So this man was greatly used by God and brought a great revival. So this is important to God. This is God's viewpoint. And he stresses this, uh, the revivals, the five revivals that took place. So verse one goes on to read then. Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. Verse 2, and he placed troops in all the 45 cities of Judah and um, set garrisons on the plan. Sorry, and set garrisons in the land of judah and in the cities of ephraim and asa which asa had which asa his father had taken so he actually took jehoshaphat he actually took precautions he was a young king he actually had taken precautions um to protect his kingdom verse 3 goes on to read now the lord said to um, now the Lord was with sorry, Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David and did not seek the Baals and did not seek the Baals. Um, so so Jehoshaphat is young is a young king and he actually trusts in the Lord. Verse four goes on to read, but sought the God of his um but sought the God of his father and walked in the commandment and not according to his um according to the act of Israel. Verse five Um, goes on to read. Actually, let me just jump down to verse six. Oh yeah, um, verse five. Let me read verse five. Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in His hand, and all Judah was represented. And all Judah, sorry, and all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat, and he had riches and honor in abundance. Okay, um, verse 6 goes on to read, and his heart, um, and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord, moreover, um, so, and he took 
and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, his removed, moreover, sorry, he removed the high places and wooden images from Judah. Also, in the third year of his reign, he sent his leaders Ben Ben Hale of Dia. Zechariah, um, Neth, Nathaniel, and Micaiah to each in the cities of Judah. Verse 8 reads, And with them he sent Levites, Shemaiah, um, Shemaiah, Nithaniah, Zebadiah, um, Ashel. Okay, and the other names, they're just quite like a mouthful. <laughs> Verse 9 goes on to read So they taught in Judah and had the book of the law. Yeah, um, the book of the law of the Lord with them, they went throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. So Jehoshaphat, he took the word of God out throughout Judah. Um, so the word of God went out throughout Judah to, with the Levites. To teach the word of God, to which um, this uh, so this is the way of revival. Uh, you have to emphasize in the word of God. You have to have faith and live by faith. And me, um, sorry. So this is the way of revival, and until today, the church gets back to the word of God. There will be no revival. So we ought to get back to the word of God. So the steps to revival. You get the word of God and emphasize on it. When you have faith and live by faith. And um, here we see the word of God actually going out to the ends of the world. So in that world then. So yeah, this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening. God bless you and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.